0: Adore Beauty acknowledges First Nations people as the traditional owners across the lands and waters of Australia. We recognise and pay our respects to Elders past, present and future whose lands were never ceded. Welcome back to Beauty IQ the podcast. I'm your host Hannah First, and I am your summer co-host Melissa Mason. So, Mel, it's the Super Bowl next week. I know you're so excited. It's the biggest sporting event <laughs> Can't
1: wait. in our calendar. All those Super Bowls are those uh, <laughs> N- NFL teams running. Look, yeah, I actually know a little bit about them. it because I loved Friday Night Lights. Did you ever watch Friday Night Lights? Uh, yeah. No, I oh. started one
0: episode. What? Gave up. I just feel like you would love that show. Yeah, I might have to give it a go. Just to give you context, I watch YouTube Shorts before bed. And so I started getting videos of Travis, Kelsey and his brother on their podcast called new heights and because of taylor swift i started watching them yeah. Like just to sort of stare. And so I started watching them and people on this podcast know that I became obsessed with basketball at one point after watching the documentary about oh, yeah. Michael Jordan. So mm-hmm. now I get all of the podcast clips from New Heights, <laughs> <So> from <laughs> Travis and Jason Kelsey, yeah. podcast. Yeah. So I do get quite a bit of content now based on those two. What
1: are your thoughts on Taylor and Travis? Look, when they first became public knowledge, I was like... PR stunt because to me she was on this eras tour and you know it was such an all-american man you know and I was like this is someone Taylor's not really dated before and Mm -hmm. it really taps into like middle America and all these people that would like You know, it it really aligns a lot of interests, I feel, for Americans. And she's going on this big American tour, right? So at first I was really skeptical because I think a lot of people get like this with Taylor, right? Like they get skeptical that her relationships are PR stunts designed to fuel her fan base and, and make more music. But now... I believe it. I'm in. I'm 100% in. She looks so happy. So happy. He seems so lovely. He does. Yeah. I also rewatched his
0: SNL. He hosted SNL. Yeah. Super confident. They're such a good match. A lot of
1: people are cynical about how public they are, but I actually see it as like she's come out of this long relationship where it was in lockdown, a lot of it. And it was also after a period of her life that was really tumultuous and had a lot of negative press, gone kind of into hiding. And then it kind of, to me, I love just that I create narratives around Taylor Swift's life as we all do, but I just really believe that like, they were not the right match because Joe was so private and she had a public life and she was never going to be able to be this 100% private person. And now she's with this guy who is like, I'm also a public figure. I'm out here. I have a fan base and I'm quite happy for us to be known as a couple, to be seen as a couple. I'm not afraid of it. I'm not like shying away from that. And I feel like that's what she needed after all this time. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I'm very invested. And I'm also really invested in that podcast, who I've done the same thing, but on TikTok. So I'm with you with that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But look, enough Taylor and Travis chat. What is on today's episode, Hannah?
0: We're going to talk about Botox in your armpits to stop sweating. Then we are chatting to Jazz, who's a beauty editor at Adore Beauty, about her 2024 beauty trend predictions. And of course, the products we didn't know we needed. I saw this video and it was a video from a podcast. Someone was Mm. talking about getting Botox, I think purely for sweating, not for the medical condition where you sweat too much, but actually just to stop underarm sweating.
1: So I
0: wanted to talk about that today.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Did you see when Chrissy Teigen posted about it? I didn't, but you've given me the video, so now I'm all well across it.
0: So she said, in capitals, Botoxed my armpits, truly best move I have ever made. I can wear silk again without soaking. Woohoo. I do wonder, do you think celebrities get Botox under the arms to stop like red carpet sweating
1: yeah definitely I think that they would 100% do that I kind of back it to be honest because I feel like silk is so hard to wear Mm. if you're sweaty imagine how nervous you'd be on a red carpet even if you were like super experienced with it I can totally imagine that a lot of them are like I just want to do anything I can to avoid these photos of me with little sweaty pits
0: yeah yeah And I actually saw an article, it was a bridal advice article, and I was researching this topic about how to not sweat on your wedding day. And actually, which I don't know if I agree with this, but (laughs) one of the recommendations was consider getting Botox.
1: No. (laughs) (laughs) The line's been drawn. (laughs) Botox is
0: actually a treatment for hyperhidrosis. It's like Mm. sort of excess sweating. And it makes sense that they would use something like Botox because people with migraines and bruxism, like they Mm. use Botox for the treatment of like other medical conditions. As I was researching this, I was – the question we'll answer later was like, do you have to wear deodorant? Because yeah. I feel like the white marks on my workout gear frustrates me so much. Like If I put a top on mm-hmm. and I've got my clinical protection deodorant on – I can't take that top off like that's it that's done it has to stay on because if it comes off and if I change I don't know if you have this problem
1: white marks everywhere I don't have that problem because flip side I have just transitioned to natural deodorant which I'm sure a lot of people are like oh god no (laughs) (laughs) because I feel like it's always had such a bad rap of being like it does nothing and I have Mm -hmm. definitely been around people where it has done nothing and you're like I'm quite confident you're wearing natural deodorant and it is not doing what you think that it is doing. But I actually don't sweat a lot. So I was more like, I want to eliminate the smell, but...
2: Mm-hmm. honestly
1: I was like not really needing full deodorant so I was like I'm, I should just try out natural and I'm really a fan now but look okay. I think the white marks definitely like I mean and that's the thing with natural deodorants I find that I don't get the white marks but I also I don't think I'm the right person to judge this right because I don't sweat a lot mm. and I can totally imagine that if you did you would maybe want Botox in your pits
0: I probably sweat a normal amount, but I'd been using clinical protection for so long now that it really works so mm. well. But those white marks, absolutely, which we'll chat about later because I've got a, am <laughs> trying something new. But when I saw Chrissy Teigen, I was like, it actually like makes a lot of sense. There's a few pros and there's one big con in my okay. opinion. Oh no, I'm scared. <laughs> So for those that don't know how Botox actually works, it temporarily paralyzes the muscles. So this is on healthline.com. So they've got Botox for sweating pros. It's less invasive than surgical treatment, minimal pain when injected in the armpits. It's generally safe and can be an effective treatment with one study finding a 90% decrease in sweat production two weeks after the procedure. So the cons, and this is really the biggest con in my opinion, yeah. I think this is an American site, but we did sort of do calculations from like an Australian perspective. It's saying for both underarms, it would cost about $1,000, which thousand is a lot. <laughs> it's $1,000 unless you can get covered by Medicare and then you probably okay. some of your out-of-pocket will be covered. I actually, this is probably in the US how much it costs, but I'm assuming here it would be similar because the procedure typically involves 25 injections in each armpit. Oh, so it's I think it's similar to if you get it done in your jaw, it's a lot, like yeah. a lot of units. So I'm assuming under the arms, they would have to use quite a lot as well. And you'll need follow-up injections roughly seven to 16 months. So the way that it actually works is Botox injections block the release of the neurotransmitter. I cannot pronounce that neurotransmitter, <laughs> but it is, a, it is a neurotransmitter, which binds with your sweat glands to signal the release of sweat. Oh. Normally, your nervous system activates your sweat glands when your body temperature rises. This is how your body automatically cools itself down. And so people with this hyperhidrosis, the nerves that signal the sweat glands are overactive. So that makes sense. So like your body tells you that you're overheated. So then that's an, it's
1: overactive. So it starts to like produce too much sweat, which makes sense. Can it be bad for your sweat glands to not, activate i guess not if people are doing it
0: i don't know but it's it's if you've got this condition it's <laughs> mm. overactive yeah right. i have the question of like if you get it under your underarms does then is your body unable to then cool itself down right, i yeah. read somewhere that it's only two percent i think if your sweat glands are under oh, your arms okay. so you do right. have like other ways I, like i don't know whether you then sweat more in other spots but
1: <laughs> <laughs> just transitions and then your underboob sweat <laughs> is just super bad
0: yeah if you still had smell coming out for me it wouldn't be worth it no it's like it's it's less the sweat's less of a problem for me it's probably more the smell this is from cleveland clinic article health.clevelandclinics they've said the same it d- decreases underarm moisture by 82 to 87 percent, and the dryness typically lasts between they've got a different figure here between 3 to 12 months so body odor decreases too the funky smell from sweaty pits is made by bacteria that thrive in warm moist places
1: oh i hate that (laughs) i don't like that i know that i wish i didn't know that do you exfoliate your underarm? oh no i i do not care if my underarms enough i should be i do there's so much bacteria
0: under there i
1: hate this stop saying bacteria
0: (laughs) And it (laughs) thrives, it's thriving (laughs) under there. So eliminate the moisture and the odour goes away as well. But then I did see there was a self article that spoke to a dermatologist and that this dermatologist said, if you're using Botox, you may still want to use deodorant because the smell is different than sweat. The smell is often bacterial or chemical because I think that can be the smell as well. So it may reduce it because you're having less sweat coming out, but it's not going to change. That would be my main concern Mm. is like, am I going to spend all this money and I'm still going to stink? So I personally would never spend $1,000 versus my like $11 deodorant potentially if I had the condition hyperhidrosis and could get that like rebate for sure would
1: look into it. What about you? I mean, you don't sweat. So well, it's this is it. A- like, I think if I did, if I was really self-conscious about, can
0: I ask sweat. a question? Yeah. Do you not exercise or do you not sweat? And do you not
1: sweat? <laughs> wow. That is not a your sledge. You're like, um, can I ask a question? <laughs> is it that you just never you know, exercise in, Mel? <laughs>
0: when you exercise, do you sweat? That was what I meant to say. That came out wrong Mel. <laughs> do, when you exercise, do you sweat as well? Or is it, I- yeah, no, just- I sweat
1: like when I went to netball last night I would wear de- deodorant to that because I'm gonna be around other people but if I were just going on a solo run I just let the sweat fly free you don't wear deodorant no I kind of love hold, the smell. hold on
0: hold on <laughs> <laughs> you go on a run and don't wear deodorant yes
2: and you like know an what, unicorn. do you want to hear the and most, you
1: li- and so I you like it. Yeah. You, like, you like the <laughs> yes, smell. Yes, because it makes Aww. me feel like
0: I did a lot of work. And you don't exfoliate your armpits. <laughs>
1: I know, I'm a grub. <laughs> I'm a little grub over here.
0: <laughs> Grubby little pits. I use the Dermalogica, the microfoliant. Mm. So I actually have that and I will put the dry and then put that under the pits. And it works so well to exfoliate.
1: I'm going to start doing this. It might ruin my yeah. fun. Little have you smell. got that microfolian? I do, yeah. And I have. I use it on my face, but I'm going to start using it on my. Now you freaked me under out the with piece. the underarm um, bacteria breeding <laughs> infestation that's going on on me yeah. right now.
0: So it's multiplying, multiplying, <laughs> especially because you don't wear deodorant. So the
1: verdict for me is no. I get, and the yeah. verdict for you is no as well. Yeah, I mean, look, this is the thing. I'm, I'm thinking and thinking about the bridal thing. I think my verdict is yes, if it made me self conscious, because I just think you yep. do the things you want to do if you're self conscious. If you've got the money totally. and that matters to you, yeah. I think that's great. I question whether getting it for one day, like just for the for your wedding, like just to prevent sweat for your wedding. I think there are just so many other avenues you can go down before reaching Botox. So if you're thinking about that, maybe try this clinical deodorant that Hannah raves about. Try some other <sighs> ways to you know exfoliate. The, your the pants. good thing
0: about a white dress. <laughs>
1: Is that you probably can't get white on a, like the white on the white yeah, dress?
0: Like, yeah.
1: As noticeable as on the black. Yeah, I think for anyone that is really self conscious for their sweat or has that condition, I think it's so great that we have these technological developments, I guess, that we can mm. do that. So today we are joined by beauty editor at Adore Beauty, Jasmine Riley, who is taking us through her 2024 beauty trend predictions. Welcome, Jazz. Thanks so much, so good to be here guys I'm so excited for this, I love predictions Like, did you ever, when you were like a teenager And even maybe now, if you're really into astrology Buy like the January issue of Dolly or whatever And 100%. get really excited <laughs> the, You know, the like huge horoscope What oh your God, whole is yes. gonna look like Predictions <laughs> yes. for your year <laughs> I find beauty trend predictions the same like I'm like yeah what am I going to be wearing by October what will be on my face what will be in my hair I'm so I'm very excited for this segment
2: (laughs) yeah I don't really feel like I've moved on from my days of Dolly because (laughs) I have also still been doing that I'm like looking at my co-star hmm what's coming up for me this year
1: oh we should actually write it down and then look back at the end of the year and see what's actually happened shouldn't we I never I've never done that Jazz AU <laughs> Coaster. I had that on my phone for a little while and it was so random.
0: Yeah. The notifications that I ended up turning it off. It's so <laughs> random.
2: It's so random. I had it years ago and then recently I, I don't know, I just got back into it. It was probably just like mid identity crisis and re downloaded it. Um, But it's so random. Like
0: really random. Like yeah. you get this random pop up and you're like, oh, what? does that mean? Like, really? I, that's what I remember.
2: Over the weekend, I had one that was like, don't let people in your house with shoes on. I
1: was <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't mind that level of hygiene, to be honest. Don't walk away no. my house in your shoes. Yeah, I'm
2: like, they probably know something I don't know. So I'm just going to roll with it anyway. <laughs> Take your shoes we need off. all the good luck. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, my goodness. All right. So I'm seeing here, which still alarms me as a 30-something woman, that Y2K is here to
2: stay. Yeah. Yes. I was very (laughs) curious for your reaction on this one, both of you guys, because I feel like we've been in our Y2K era for a long time, probably since Y2K, let's be real. But I personally am a big fan of this because I love a little Y2K moment. So this year it's more about just kind of leveling that up. So we're going to take it up a notch. We've really kind of off the back of last year, it was very much the girly era where we're reclaiming these Mm. sort of feminine archetypes and having fun with our hair and makeup and experimenting with ribbons and baby braids and all these like fun sort of things. So this year we're expecting to really just see that go up a notch with like plumping glosses have returned, body glitter, hair accessories, pastel eyeshadow, just like glitter galore to be real.
0: I've totally been swayed by this trend. Like I bought little butterfly clips. Oh my gosh, From did you? you? Never wore them. I bought like a $40 plumping gloss. Never wear it. <laughs> it hurts too much. She's spicy. But I agree. I've been swayed. I just haven't like
1: jumped fully Yeah. Yet. You just invested all your money in I've it. I've just invested, yeah. Like, <laughs> Let it all sit there. Like $80 oh, classic. to date. <laughs> Maybe this is your year. Maybe this is the year that the butterfly clips coming out. Can you imagine out. me, Eva, yes. like two like, butterfly oh, clip. I think it would look cute. So cute. You'd look like yeah. Sporty Spice. I feel like you've got real Sporty Spice energy. Like if you were a Spice girl, yes. you're definitely sporty. Okay. I was always ginger. Yes, and that. you know what? When I was younger, I wasn't even like super confident, but it was like a prediction for my future of being the really over-talkative, mm. over one. Mm. <laughs> that's the. That's
2: me now. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Yeah, I was a bit of baby spice, so I feel like Mm -hmm. I'm still very much loving that whole vibe. So yeah, that's that's sort of the first one to kick things off. So like a plumping gloss you might be familiar with is a Dior Addict Lip Maximizer, it's a cult product. But I recently tried a plumping gloss by Huda Beauty. It's Mm -hmm. the Silk Balm Spicy Thermo Plumping Balm, and that's really, really good. But of course, I mean, it's a plumping gloss and it says it in the name. She's a little spicy, so (laughs) proceed with caution. She's a little spicy. Do you
0: know... like a natural (laughs) like and this is true like when you eat really spicy food I love spicy Mm -hmm. food yeah and like I make nachos with so much hot sauce and your lips blow up yeah it's
2: a little lip filler
0: so we've seen that more is more is back what makeup Mm -hmm. trends do you see coming for 2024
2: Yeah, So definitely where last year was sort of really this minimal makeup, clean girl aesthetic Mm -hmm. that was massive. I feel like just throw that to the side for the moment, maybe stash her away until winter. But for now we are talking about maximalist makeup. So what I mean by that is really bright, bold shapes, mood boosting colors, eye catching accessories, So like dramatic eye makeup, using a lot of metallics. Yeah, just a lot of fun. I feel like maybe obviously there's a place for the clean girl era and she Mm. is so fun and good for our skin. But if you just want to try something different, I feel like the sky is really the limit, you know, with this sort of trend.
0: This matches mob wife aesthetic. Yes, Yes,
2: exactly.
0: So are you saying like red lips?
2: Yeah, so definitely red. I think red is proving to be sort of the colour of the year, I think from all the way from fashion to beauty to Mm. just everything. So that could be by way of like a simple red lip or you can experiment with maybe doing like a red eye makeup look or even like a red graphic liner if you're feeling really fruity. There's no limits really, just your imagination.
0: My mum, who is full mob wife (laughs) aesthetic. She really is actually. (laughs) She recently wore a red lip On a nine hour flight to Thailand. (gasps) And she said she she doesn't know why she's easily swayed by anything she sees on Instagram. And I reckon she saw it on Instagram and just decided this is
1: in Red Leaf. For a a nine nine hour flight. Oh my God, I love that. I was also going to say on TikTok, people are saying grunge girl makeup is back. So like the black Mm. liner on the inside of your waterline, which I used to do a lot Mm. of. And also like that smudgy, I never mastered this. The smudgy, like smoky eye. It's very twenty. 10s I feel like early 2010s that that kind of indie oh indie sleeves yeah you know like that era that tumblr girl era and I remember like really wanting to nail it and just never managing to nail it and it's like the easiest one to nail I feel of all eye trends it's just like put it on and smudge it in but it never seemed to work for me
2: maybe you're overthinking it (laughs) I feel like it's one of those things it's like the less effort the better, because you kind of purposely want to look almost disheveled, yeah, like it's kind yeah. of deliberate. In that, like, I don't really care. I woke up like this. I just, you know, have last night's makeup on. So maybe you're overthinking it. Probably, and
1: probably not using the right products. I think that I, I think those like crayon applicating, mm. creamier eyeshadows make it look better to me. Like when I see, yeah, it. definitely. But also, I think it's such a fun. Nighttime look.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. On the topic of mob wife, I actually did like one of those sort of smudgy eye looks as well. And I hadn't done it since I was like a teenager. So I was like, this is so weird. But I was genuinely like quite pleasantly surprised by how much I liked it. I yeah. was like, okay, this is quite different. So I think, yeah, when the occasion it suits for like more of a full sort of beat look with like a matte finish which is a little bit different from this iridescent sort of minimal makeup sort of trend of last year give it a go you might love it
1: give it a go okay I love this one because I'm fascinated by it and I don't know a lot about it yet skinified beauty so this is when we're seeing active ingredients and cosmeceuticals making their way out of just skincare and into other types of beauty is that correct
2: Yeah, definitely. Last year, this started to sort of gain momentum where we started to really understand more about our scalp health and how that sort of impacts our overall hair and its vitality and all that sort of good stuff. So we are seeing a lot of like cosmeceutical or like active ingredients make their way into our hair care routines. So things like vitamin C and hyaluronic acid, which we know are really great for our skin for various reasons, are now starting to pop up in ingredients list of our hair care. Mm. Which is great because you're kind of tackling your hair concerns as well as obviously enhancing your hair at the same time in the same way that we approach our skincare. So if you struggle with, say, for example, like an oily, like irritated scalp, you might benefit from like a niacinamide in the formula to kind of help balance and revitalize your scalp
1: it's also interesting because like I think with hair care there's always been that battle between the way we talk about hair because once it's grown out it's kind of just there right and you can maintain it and you can like Mm. you know I guess hide issues with it but like it's really when it from the growth stage where you're going to get that really strong hair strand
2: yeah definitely and I think yeah most hair concerns will begin at the scalp so what you're really addressing it at the the sort of root cause, pardon the pun. (laughs) And also as well, in the same breath, makeup. I mean, skin tints were all the rage last year. They're not going anywhere. I love a skin tint. I'm wearing my L'Oreal tinted plumping serum today. I love her. She's amazing. And that has hyaluronic acid in it. So it's plumping your skin and it's caring for your skin while enhancing it. And there's quite a few these serum powered foundations that are starting to really enter the it sort of mainstream. So of that. Yeah. that just like blew up. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Like why not? You know, if you're going to do like a full makeup routine, it makes sense to be making sure that you're looking after your skin underneath or that makeup. So you kind of, yeah, putting your best face forward, I guess.
0: <laughs> and what about fragrances? What are we going to see with fragrances in the next year? Yes.
2: Yeah, so with our fragrances, kind of expect the unexpected, I would say. It kind of ties into our our last trend as well, but we're definitely seeing this increased understanding of the role that sort of our beauty routine Plays into our wellness as a whole. And so, looking at things like sensorial textures that kind of evoke certain feelings when you're using them in our skincare, it's the same can be said for our fragrances. Mm. So, there's three key areas that we are kind of seeing a lot of innovation in one being wellness fragrances. So, using fragrance notes that kind of promote that sort of calm, relaxing environment. So, think of like lavender, peppermint, even sea salt, grassy notes. I mean, it's obviously very very personal to you but that's sort of a massive growing area we've also got gourmand scents so that essentially is just it smells good enough to eat (laughs) which i (laughs) love love. (laughs) these aren't new by any means but according to our fragrance expert at adore liz she has shared that there is going to be some new interesting notes like gummy bear lychee milk (laughs) i love that yeah i love it yeah just really unusual we're just we're going balls to the wall in all aspects (laughs) of beauty and (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And then lastly, genderless scents. I'm a big fan of like Mm. a unisex scent. Oh, like where typically it was like very much like you had your femme and your home categories of scents. There's really just this growing sort of blurred line between the two. And personally, I love it because it means that I can buy one fragrance for my partner and then use it for <laughs> myself, selfishly. But then
1: it doesn't work the other way around because then they use all of it and then you're like left with an empty bottle. Exactly. You're like, excuse me, it's only should exactly. work one way. I am allowed to borrow from oh my you God. and that is it. <laughs> <laughs> I love the genderless fragrance thing though as well, because I think it's obviously great because we're seeing gender fluidity is such a topic now and people are so embracing that. And it's great to see brands really embracing that too and not, making these like binary fragrances where it's like no you this is extremely feminine and this is extremely masculine. I'm even seeing with those like hom and fem fragrances even they are being more inclusive I suppose, which is nice with their marketing and 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 you know it's kind of like you don't have to just shop from female fragrances if you identify as a woman and you don't have to shop just from male fragrances if you identify as a man. But yeah, I I love that. I think that's so, it's so nice to see. And it's crazy because you think back like even just 10 years ago and it was so gendered. And now we're seeing these, yeah, these these marketing campaigns and these advertising campaigns that are really tapping into the wider scope of how you experience gender or how you define yourself.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And it's just a breath of fresh air. You know, I'm personally not a big overly feminine sort of fragrance, girly. So, uh, yeah, I love these sort of more just like earthy, rich, kind of sexy, but like sophisticated Mm -hmm. kind of, I've got my life together, genderless sense yeah, they're just the best. So good. That sort of leads me to our final trend prediction, which is just this kind of rise of wellness, which is also kind of nothing new, but in a sense that we really are just starting to be more aware of our stress and our anxiety levels and looking at how we can improve that within our beauty routine. So I don't know if you guys saw our State of Beauty report that Adore Beauty released last year. We found that 69% of our Adore community are more aware of their stress and anxiety levels mm. in the last 12 months. So we're seeing a big uptick in our like, sexual wellness category. Interesting
0: that 69% were <laughs>
1: That voted that. Amazing, (laughs) incredible, outstanding.
2: That is incredible.
1: (laughs)
0: Oh, I didn't even. How did I not even realize? I didn't didn't either. (laughs) Anyway, sorry. Continue. Sixty-nine (laughs) percent. Sixty-nine percent of people want sexual wellness.
2: (laughs) That's so funny. I can't unsee that now. (laughs) I'm too immature. can't be
1: serious now. We've lost it.
2: (laughs) So, yeah, so just anything that makes us feel good. So it doesn't have to just be like, obviously, we have a massive uh, sexual wellness category. That's a growing area on a door. Last time I checked, I think we had almost 60 different devices available online with more dropping so regularly. So that's a big focus. But outside of that, things like supplements and like silk pillowcases and just those little, yeah, feel good moments, those simple pleasures that kind of align our mind, body, spirit, soul, etc. So yeah, watch this space. Some, some big things happening this year. I'm obsessed with my silk pillowcase, I have to say. And I do really feel
1: like it gives me, I actually had this like whole mini revelation with my sister about the tiny little things that you have that really improve your like mental health. Like I, my mum gave me like a really fancy hand wash for Christmas and I have it in the bathroom and Mm. I'm like washing my hands with this beautiful smelling (laughs) instead of just like whatever the thing was on sale at Kohl's that day, just washing my hands with something nice and like having my silk pillowcase Mm. at night when I lie down. I think it's all those little tiny habits or like small things around your home that can really improve that state of mind or at least does for me.
2: Yeah, totally. Yeah. They accumulate for sure. So yeah, I love that. I love my silk pillowcase because it's like, obviously it feels amazing. That's pretty straightforward, but it's great for your skin. Mm -hmm. It's good for your hair. So you're really making your products do a lot of the hard work for you so you can just live a more I guess calm collected blissful life which stunning we all need you know let's be real all we
1: want (laughs) yeah thank you so much jazz for coming on and chatting to us
2: of course thank you so much for having me guys I've
1: learned so much
2: I love that I'm gonna
1: write these all down and see by the end of the year what I've actually done
2: (laughs) yes I'm hoping that they come true otherwise you guys will probably never have me back on to predict anything but no (laughs) it's been such a pleasure thank you so much I, I appreciate your time guys
0: Products we didn't know we needed. Mel, what's yours today?
1: Today's one is I feel like it's an oldie but a forever goodie. And I haven't talked about it on this podcast yet, and I need to because I just put up this Instagram the other day because my skin's looking really good at the moment, if I may say so myself. And I was like, what has changed? And what actually changed was that I just stuck to two products. For night, because I'm such a like chop change, chop change. Like, I'll just be like, oh, maybe I want to use this serum tonight. Maybe I want to use that serum. And this is how I end up with sensitized skin. And also with, I think, just like not seeing results. And there's just something about using something for a regular period of time every night. And then you're like, oh, wow, this actually works. And so without constantly babbling on and telling you about actual product. It's Estee Lauder Advanced Night Repair Synchronized Multi Recovery Complex. I've used it for years and years and whenever anyone asks me oh like I don't know about skincare what serums should I use that's the one I always recommend for night. Like I just find it so gentle on all skin types like even when my skin is really reacting I can still use this and not have Mm. the actives irritate my skin. To just cover off some of the stuff that it claims to do, promote radiance, address all signs of aging, hydrate skin for 72 hours, even skin tone, reduce appearance of fine lines and wrinkles, help boost collagen for firmer skin, minimize the appearance of pores, eight hours of antioxidant protection, and boost the skin's natural nightly repair processes. And I use this on the regular, and then I notice my skin is more even. It's glowy. I need less makeup. I feel confident not wearing makeup. I just feel like my skin feels healthier, I suppose, is mm-hmm. is a major factor with it. And it's so hydrating. And yeah, so I, I've actually just found a really noticeable difference in using it night after night. And I just needed to talk about it. 75 milliliters, which is like probably the big bottle, but that's probably what you need to like use it over a few months is $242. So it's not cheap, but I've never had anyone come back and be like, I wish I hadn't spent that money. Like they're always like, no, mm. I love this serum. Like I'm, I'm obsessed mm. with this serum. So Nick yeah. has gone through two bottles. Yes, right. <laughs> oh, the men love it. Tom's banned. He's absolutely <laughs> yeah, banned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, absolutely not. Yeah, that and see like if you're like, really, get away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's yours, Hannah?
0: Mine is actually, I've been on the hunt for a peptide lip. I'm wearing it right now. Oh, your lips look great. Thanks. I've been (laughs) on the hunt for something with peptides in it. So, this is the Ulla Henriksen Pout Preserve Peptide Lip Treatment. Price point wise, it's $29. So, the main thing is it's got lip specific peptides. I don't know what peptides do necessarily i've said this a lot on the pod i think it's like you know anti-aging kind of vibe definitely anti-aging yeah it sounds i mean i but even peptides in the hair because k18s peptides anything that's had peptides in
1: it i've usually liked i'll say that same same does anyone know what anything actually does i mean come on like we know what retinol does but like, do we? I, I just <laughs> like the feel
0: of peptides. I do because I love this lip treatment. It does say it's a lip treatment, but it's really just a balm. You can see it comes in like a balm tube. So I have this in my bag. It's so hydrating. It really lasts. We were talking about aircon the other week. I was in the office yesterday and the air con was so intense because it was like a 30 degree day. Mm. And everyone's lips just went... <laughs> Like everyone's lips were dried up. So I had this with yeah. me. Basically the treatment, it promotes plumper, softer lips. It's got a juicy texture. It's not like a gloss texture though. So it doesn't like get sticky. And then I guess the the thing with the peptides is that it helps to smooth and soften lip lip lines. If
1: yeah, yeah. There. Which is like I find a thing that never used to bother me. But now I'm noticing more and more as I get into my 30s.
0: Yeah. And then it's got this citrus scent. Mm. and they did do an 8 week clinical study about like how it enhances the look of lips rescues dry flaky lips and then leaves lips looking and feeling plumper. There's a really long review on the website actually. Liv said, I had to review it instantly. Listen to this, this is so, I literally felt compelled to review this product within an hour of using it for the first (gasps) time. I love it so much already. Application feels great. Not too sticky, I said that. But with a lush gloss look, smell is lovely, but subtle and literally within minutes you can visibly notice how much more hydrated And more plump my lips are. I've been looking at adding a good lip product to my skincare routine for a while. I think I have found it. That's the peptides talking, I swear. So lastly, on the topic of white marks from deodorant. For the last few years, I have been using clinical protection. And when you go into the supermarket, all the clinical protection, they're all powders. I will change my workout gear. Like I'll put something on and go, Mm -hmm. nah, I want to wear a different. And then I'll change it. And then I'll put another one on and then all three tops will be covered. You know how mm-hmm. workout gear,
1: the black, that black material always is like susceptible to just marks everywhere. There's yeah. like like five- makeup. If you had makeup on, it's just in that neckline and it's never going to come out to you wash it.
0: Workout tops and deodorant is like high neck, white singlets and foundation. it <laughs> yes. just doesn't mix. So I know the exact <laughs> reference. Yeah. So after years and years of this problem, I knew we were doing this topic and I had this thought yesterday as I was walking down the street and I was like, why do I get, try and find a clear gel? Like, why am I persisting? Yes. <laughs> persisting. <laughs> So I actually went into the supermarket (laughs) yesterday after Googling it and looking for, and someone had had suggested a clear gel. And I was like, this just makes so much sense. So I found a clinical protection clear gel what have I been doing with my life? And I and I, I've just I've worn it this morning, and I got no white marks on my. Black I'm looking. Top. I'm seeing. You're really Nothing. showing me your armpit there. And I'm a little bit sweaty. I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, not as good as the other, but like I do feel wet
1: under the arms. <laughs> it's. Cold. God. This is
0: the worst sales pitch for
1: gel. Do you I've know what, heard? though? I don't <laughs> yeah. smell. And that's the main thing. You don't smell, and that's all that matters. You and know what? And so you don't have white marks. And no I white don't. Marks. So, honestly, a, a little bit of underarm sweat
0: is way, is to me more important than the white mark. So I'm going to go with it. It's actually, I, I, I might have to review like another week when I've used it for a few weeks. Because if I yeah. stick with it, then you know I like it. So anyway, that's my tip. Clear gel. Like who would have
1: thought? <laughs> or you could just be like me and not wear deodorant at all. <laughs> that's not going to happen. I've smelt myself. <laughs> if I go to the office and accidentally don't wear deodorant, like I have to go buy deodorant. Because I'm I'm doing this is not right for the people around me. Oh dear!
0: Well, we will see you guys next week. Bye. Thanks everyone for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us, and we'd love to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you could leave us a review, that would be much appreciated.